Thursday morning, just after ten minutes past ten, and welcome back to Steve Vines. Good day, how are you? Well, good morning. Lovely. Right, I'm going to read your mind. Go on. I know you're going to want to talk about the palm oil thing, but I bet you're a crisp fiver that your beef this morning is that the one country thing, you know, one country, two systems, didn't involve a phone being picked up when those two big boats bashed into each other. Funny, funny. You, you, you must be Mestic Mig. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I tell you. I figured that Who was... Who knew? Fig- Who knew? So, so, shall we recap for the listener? Yeah, please do. do it quickly. Yep. So, last Thursday... Um, there's a big collision in the Pearl River estuary. Allegedly, uh, no, no, I think I think that's established fact now. Oh, I didn't see any pictures. You know the the yeah, s- I haven't s- seen anyway, any, yeah. but but there should be. And uh, as a result, literally hundreds of tons of 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 palm oil spills into the Pearl River delta. Guess where that comes out? Oh yes, even I know. Even my geography tells me that comes out in Hong Kong. So the comrades across the border know about this. One reason they know about it is it's obvious. There's all this white stuff floating around in the sea. So they go, hmm, yeah, hmm. And the Hong Kong authorities go, hello, wait a minute, there's white stuff bobbing around in the sea. Um, I wonder what that's all about. There is no notification until Monday, which in some newspapers is described as two days. My calculation is, sorry, Saturday. My calculation is if it occurred on Thursday and it was notified on Saturday, that's three days. But anyway, we won't quibble. <laughs> and there you go. Um, the the, the um, new Undersecretary for Environment, the person who replaced Christine Lowe, um, fine fellow, Mr Chair, says, oh, oh well, we, we had very timely notification. I'm thinking... No, you didn't, No, you son. didn't. There's no, no didn't. way to recook you know, this no, no. one. You know, I mean, you know, let's be very clear what's going on here. Yes. Is you're not allowed to criticise anybody from the mainland. So maybe the best thing you should do is shut up. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend that there was timely notification. And the reason is yeah. that they have this attitude among mainland officials now is that they know that their counterparts in Hong Kong are going to be incredibly supine and they're not going to criticise and they're not, they wouldn't say boo to a goose even if they'd seen a goose. And they just go, well, we'll take our time, you know. Well, we got, yeah, we got lots well, of things. Well, let's just remember and here. some of them had tea breaks to take. They did, they did uh, know about SARS too. Yeah, they did. Well, that was much more serious. And this is all... This all comes down to, you know, all right, if you want to say, for example, about the co-location thing at the, at the uh, West Kowloon Terminal, that that, say, <coughs> shouldn't be politicised, nothing to do with politics, you know, let's be practical. Well, let's be practical. Pra- one country, two systems, when it comes to health and safety risks, is one country, I'll tell the other system in my own good time, because we know that the other system is full of supine officials who wouldn't say boo to a goose. Mm. So, as you say, there was certainly not timely notification of the outbreak of SARS. And the other thing that is really worrying people, not perhaps as much as it did some 30 years ago when the Dyer Bay nuclear um, plant was built just um, 30 miles away from the Hong Kong border, is, are we really going to hear about all the leaks from nuclear reactors? Remember, that there, there, there is, I think, something like nine now in operation. There's another 12 coming on stream. There's something like another 20. This is just for Guangdong province. The whole idea was 
was stated at the time is that people shouldn't jump up and down and protest about Diabay because we have a cross-border system of notification. If anything goes wrong, we will let you... You will be the first to know. I see. So since then, that has proved to be utter and complete Horlicks. There have been leaks from Diabay, and the only reason we know about them <coughs> is either because somebody has whistleblown from inside the, the um, company, and remember, at least in Diabay, there is a Hong Kong company involved. In the other nuclear plants, of course, that particular source of information is not available. They're, most of those plants are being built in, in great secrecy. I have no confidence whatsoever that they will let us know if there's a problem. In the case of Dyer Bay, for example, just last year, yeah. it took them a month to reveal that there'd been a leak. And then they went, oh, well, you know, it ain't mine. Either. Well, all right, if it was mine, why didn't you say so at the time? <laughs> I mean, you know, come on, come on, boys. I mean, either, either it didn't matter and you could have put out a statement saying there was a little trickleette of a leak on Wednesday, or it wasn't a little trickleette, it was actually something more important, and you just thought you'd keep the lid on it. So, <coughs> here we have the vivid, and in a microcosm, the consequences of how one country, two system works. None of your business in Hong Kong, if we've got a health hazard coming your way, you've just got to shut up. And we'll tell you in our own good time. That's how things work. And that's to do with the politics of the relationship between the one country and the other system. And that's why when people hop up and down and say, you know, I'm a bit worried about this, they have cause. Yeah. I want to do some sums, if you don't mind, oh, because uh, one of our listeners, Richard's just written in with some sums. But So I'm just looking at our news thing. It says here, some 1,000 TO... <coughs> N-N-E-S, that's metric, tons, right? Tons, yeah, metric, metric tons. tons yeah. Well, some 1,000 tons of palm oil estimated to have spilled into the Pearl River estuary. Fair play, so we're talking metric here. That, that's a lot of tons. Yeah, I'm so yeah. He's got, he goes, sorry, he goes, one metric ton is 1,000 kilograms. One litre of palm oil is an average of 0.92 kilograms. 1,000 kilograms of palm oil will be 1,087 litres. He says 1,000 tonnes of palm oil spilled is thus 1,000 times 187 litres, which is 1,087,000 litres. And yeah. he, just, he just said thanks a lot. But, I mean... Yeah, and, and kind of noticeable. I mean... It's nobody, a lot. No, it's <laughs> a lot of, of litres. It's a lot of palm oil. Um... It's true that palm oil in itself isn't toxic, but in that quantity, it sure as hell is worrying, particularly... I mean, it causes horrible things. Well, but, it's a contentious it's thing anyway, and isn't it? And it's also worrying to marine life because, um, you know, if, if fishes and other things and crustaceans are busy gobbling up palm oil, they're not going to live for very long. Yeah, well... So lots of people, I'm sure you know this, but you don't, do, you don't do a lot of social media. Loads and loads of videos and stories and pictures of really good people rolling their sleeves up and getting and down there to, on the beaches. To help clean up. Yeah. Masses amount of this stuff. Yeah. And they basically, and these guys know what they're on about, the Sea Shepherd lads and everything, they've basically been saying that if that phone call was made, <coughs> you know, they could have put up these beach perimeter yes, things, etc., etc. Exactly. Et so, you know, there is a cost to this. There is a very real and enormous cost to the fact that, that one country, two systems, every time it hits a pressure point, it doesn't work. Well, why do you think that phone call wasn't made? Was somebody I thinking, think, I think I'm going to stick my head in the sand? No, I think it's the mindset of, of 
officials on the other side of the border, which is that Hong Kong comes very much second. We'll deal with it in our own... What about Chinese life, if we want to go down that avenue? Yeah, interesting. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying interesting, because I think their view is, look, we've got a problem in our own backyard. Oh, should we tell Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah, okay, once we've... Because, in fact... Dear old Mr. Chair, who I I don't know from Adam, but is is the Under Secretary, who said, "Oh no, it was all notable. Uh, it was it was all timely." The notification of this also kind of let the cat out of the bag, because in that same statement he said, "Oh well, the Guangdong authorities had to deal with their, the the problem in their own area first until before they realised it was going to affect other areas." Oh come on, son, you know that's a porcupine. Meanwhile, they would have realised from day one that it was going to affect other areas because, and here's, a, here's a, 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 a useful geographical tip, there are currents. Did you know that? In the sea there are currents. Mm. It carries water along. And meanwhile, I've also read uh, that we're pretty, we're pretty quick to jump up and offer earthquake money. I mean, it's a ridiculous comparison yeah, to make. I know, but, but yet again, it's the one-way street. I mean, I have no objection in natural disasters to the Hong Kong government offering to help out. However... If I had the smallest confidence that all that money would actually go to helping out, I'd be a lot happier. We know what happened in the really big Sichuan earthquake. A lot of local officials got very, very rich, and they didn't rebuild houses. So there was Hong Kong money flushed down the, you know, the what's-it... If you want to get a bit sort of fatalist about all of this stuff, if if the world were to ever crumble, Armageddon, whatever you like, yeah. it, it might not be a nuclear warhead, which we'll get onto. Um, it might be corruption. It might be horrible humans. Well, horrible humans shafting have, each other. Yeah, basically, Hor- people get up with get fed up with horrible humans. I mean, you and you know, of course, other other horrible humans are available. But I mean, you just look what's happened. Um, this week in South Africa with the no-confidence motion against um, Jacob Zuma. Prime Minister Zuma. I mean, the, 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 the crux of that is that people in South Africa who still support the ANC, the African National Congress, are getting really, really teed off with the level of corruption. I think that's the thing which seems... I mean, everything you hear from South Africa, that's the thing that actually tease people off more than many other things and there are other problems in south africa as i'm sure everybody knows but you know this is the achilles heel and the credibility of the movement that led to the end of apartheid that fought for the majority of the people in south africa etc etc is being tarnished by this corrupt bunch of um you know what you, you know, know what so the thing here apparently i don't know if it's the way news outlets phrase things but so many times you go what yeah. so apparently there was a recce a recce done in a helicopter right so um this is by a government helicopter yeah right right so i want to say hi to jess here she she says uh, let steve know he said two ki- she says two kilometers oil slick off the southwest of llama this morning too the lantau paddlers the kayaker you know oh. guys lantau paddlers also have notified the government of the same problem yesterday so if you can't see this stuff from a helicopter yeah get a bit closer yeah or get that new pair of glasses that you've been promised i mean i think it's the phrasing it is interesting i mean uh, unfortunately the problem with this is because there was no timely notification or 
according to the government there was, but because in reality there was no timely notification, at the moment it's basically affecting the southern district of of, of Hong Kong Island. Yeah. But, you know, I can see Lama being in the frame there quite clearly. In fact... No, it is. It's as huge. We've, as, yeah. we've, as we've heard from that uh, email. Well, we've heard about all the... We've seen all the pictures of the guys on the beaches. We're talking bags yeah. of this junk. Yeah. Um, but but the, the, the thing yesterday was the uh, the under... Person Secretary said uh, sporadic bits of oil in the sea. So yeah. it's so it's, but it's not sporadic. It, it's really not. I mean, well, what, what's the point of saying that? And what's the point of try, claiming to be an undersecretary for environment if you don't care about the environment, really? I, 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 and then Elvis said it's okay because it's in noodles. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, pot noodles. You're talking. Yeah, yeah, they're lovely. Well, this is a big you, deal. Like this MSG, is a big deal. I mean. Some very, very nasty pictures of dead fish, and it wasn't that the fish drink it or eat it. It clogs up their gills and stuff, and this is a big deal. Actually, it's a really tough one. How on earth, apart from going over the beaches, and then the minute you finish, Steve, another wave of this stuff comes in. I I don't know the science of how you disperse it. There must be a way of dispersing it. But but always, what you know about spills is that the quicker action is taken, the more effective it is. I mean, that's... uh, to, to use your actual Latin, that's a sine qua non. Well, I wonder what people think about this whole government beaches stuff, because we've seen it here. We've got a real QED. The government has closed 11 beaches, but this stuff, they're the gazetted beaches, yeah. right? This stuff is all over the place. Well, and it's in the sea, that's the problem. I, I, had, yeah. to, I, had, to, I had to raise a, a little smirk the other day, because one of the beaches that's been closed, <coughs> one of the, you know, official beaches, I saw some geezer running along with his dog bouncing all over the place. I'm like, that's, that's good. That's a beach. The yeah. dog's having fun, the bloke's yeah. having fun, yeah. but it's closed. Yes, well, I, I, you know I've never I'm... understood what a closed beach is, because, of course, you can't close Well, the it. ones that say I, don't but, do no, anything. No, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's a warning sign that they put up. And, and, and again, it's bureaucrats covering their backside, so if anything happens on that beach, they say, oh, I'll put out a sign, it said it was closed. I've got an email from Alan. I'm going to read it. Um, it's a few. It's a couple of paragraphs here. He says, "Living on Lama, I've seen this and I've walked through it from day one. Saturday, when it appeared on our beaches, every beach in the north and the west coast so far." He said, "Clearly, the PRC officials hoped that they could duck responsibility. It would just go out to the sea, or that uh, it did come inshore. That no one would work out where it came from." Well, that's true, Alan, because <laughs> you know we had a red tide a couple of weeks back. He says, I go swimming every day at Hongsheng Ye. Most of the oil is in big lumps covering half the beach. LCSD staff have been bagging it, but every day there is more on the beach at the end of the day. If they had scooped it up out of the sea before it came ashore, it would have been a hundred times easier. The rocks and sand would not have been coated with grease, as they are now, and will be for God knows how long. Government is saying it's non-toxic. Tell that to the fish farmers, says Alan. Plenty of dead fish clogged with oil, and now it's relatively fresh. What will it take... Uh, what will it be like when there are thousands of tonnes of rancid oil all over our coast? These guys who've written this morning are, all live on the island, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they, these are eyewitness accounts, and uh, more valuable than, than, than us sitting here in the studio talking about it. But, uh, well, uh, listen, I've just got... This is interesting. Jess says, no, no, this is oil oil, not palm oil. Streams of... Streams of black stuff, not just a rainbow sheen on the surface. So she's talking about a slick. This is totally new. I wonder if that's another form of contamination. I'd say so. Possibly. Yeah. Should, thanks, Jess. Let us know more. Let us know whatever you know. Yeah. So she said there's... I'll, I'll reread the, the first one here. She said, um, two kilometre oil slick off the southwest of Lama this morning. So there you go. Right. We'll be back after the news. 
platinum paradise right here on radio three i'm still in with steve vines now correct me if i'm wrong but when we were kids did we ever get extended leave from school unless we were expelled <laughs> yes or, or, or you had a nasty nasty lump of measles the six-year-old is on leave there's, well there's six-year-olds on leave from the hintic school in toon moon for apparently for two years that's what i'm on about um i mean flexi these are these are uh, and i want to use a technical educationist term here these are porky pies there's no two ways about it the the principal of this school actually holds a press conference to tell porky pies to to the assembled great unwashed of the media and and she says well you know this is a lot of these students come from the mainland they've got family issues to deal with two years they're 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 students you know they're, they're tiny little tots they're only good enough to be subject to special examinations by the former education secretary Jung. nobody else um wants it but the fact of the matter is there's something very very odd going on in the school on the one hand you've got the phantom the phantom students on the other hand you've got teachers being told that they've got to stand at the border and hand out leaflets to parents to try and get you know more enrollment in the schools and on the other hand this this very fine headmistress has told the teachers oh yeah if you're going to be sick don't come back until you've got some cake coupons to give some bungs. But no, apparently you could actually give cash if you couldn't get your hands on a cake. I bet coupon. if you really brought a cake. Or <laughs> anyway, so I mean, you, you, the, the point is, this school number one was in receipt of public funds, and one of the reasons that they apparently kept these phantom students on the books was so they could make sure that, that public funds kept pumping into the school. Yep. On the other hand, they had a so-called supervisory body. Well, they must have been pretty asleep at the wheel. I mean, what is going on here? I'm wondering if this is an isolated... (laughs) Well, dozing. Dozing at the wheel. Is this an isolated incident? Are there other schools in Hong Kong? I mean, one thing that we do know about the Hong Kong school system is that a lot of them are run by very, very tyrannical head teachers. Yeah. Uh, Now, this this particular lady looks as though... Uh, you know, uh, well, how can I put it? She looks like a powerful character. Yeah, I'll who, tell you what. Who, if, who if, may well have been slightly forceful. If, if... This, oh, although she did burst into tears oh, well, during that's, the that's press. Thing. Yeah, yeah, if okay. this goes down, I'm just big, big if. Yeah. If it's like bang to rights, guilty, whatever, I bet you the next thing is going to be a whole list from th- them... <laughs> Of the everyone's on, everyone's at it. That's good. Well, and it's a list of everyone's at everyone's it. At so it. go down. And, yeah, you know, that's what's going to happen. I mean, but but yet again, let me just point out in case anybody's missed the plot here. Why do we even know about this? Because yet again, we see leaks from inside the system. Now all these people, and I notice it in some of the public prints. Go, leaks are very bad. You know, integrity of the system. Blah blah. You never find out about this stuff. If people of conscience working within bad systems don't tell you what's going on. Now, fortunately, a lot of very decent people do work in bad systems and they look at it and they go, I tell you what, I'm not shutting up about this, even if it costs me my job. Yeah. Now, two teachers apparently did have their jobs taken away from them. Of course. Um, and, you know, there's all these people going around, oh, you know, they're supposed to be professional teachers. They shouldn't be, shouldn't be blabbing around about the problems. Actually, they should. 
It's as simple as that. Well, they sh- they shouldn't in so much as... If, <coughs> if they, there's no problem. If they were happy yeah. and they were respected, etc., etc., they wouldn't need to. A couple of interesting paragraphs here. Um, this is from RTHK News. She says uh, she also denied that she'd refused to cooperate with the Education Bureau's probe. Chan said she had to attend a doctor's appointment last month at the time. Well, firstly, surely that's provable. Either one, the doctor is her brother-in-law and she can do an illegal doc note, or it's there in black and white that she did or did not go to the doctor's. Or... She could have said, this is rather important, I'll go to the doctor another time. Exactly. Could have been. And that, that has yeah. been used before. A couple more things here. Yes, I, oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> you know, my pet donkey's sick, sorry, miss. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it sounds so, very similar to me. So she described as a trivial issue complaints raised by some teachers. So she's decided they're trivial, yeah. right? Okay. Um, that they have to give the school a few hundred dollars for cake coupons whenever they go on sick leave. So it's, it's like, yes, it does happen. Well, if it's so trivial, why is she imposing it? This is true. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, sort it out, girl. Either, either it's trivial or it's something that you've introduced. Come on. So what are we talking here? We're I mean, talking, cake We're coupons. talking a seriously dysfunctional school. Is it like us? With a, a s- tyrannical head and, and um, the Education Bureau asleep at the wheel because they're supposed to be inspecting it with a committee of supervisors asleep at the wheel because either they had no idea what was going on or they condoned it. I mean, there's no good excuse for any of this stuff. I'm just wondering, as I say, whether... Is it just the, the very fine hint-tick school or are we talking about... Yeah. Um, it's all about bets today. I'll bet you a Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, go on. That she she will name and shame. Or they will yeah, name and yeah, shame. Yeah, well, I, I think, uh, as ever, you know, icebergs and tips come into view yeah. at this point, don't they? Well, then let's talk about the trivial issue of kids and parents who send their kids to yes. that school. Yes. Know? I mean, I am worried about that. I mean, you know, it, it's in Tun Mun, and none of the fine people who run the government would live in a place like Tun Mun. And, you know, I think uh, there's this kind of attitude of, oh, you know, they're from Tun Mun. <laughs> they're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> you know, they're all going to be working in well, McDonald's. I think, I, I think it's a lots of mainland kids. I mean, I've had parents well, there are write to me saying, I can't but, get my kid there because yeah. it's full of mainland kids. Well, there are lots of mainland, but the majority are just, just uh, you know... Uh, poorer people from Hong Kong are living there and going to schools like this. And, and you know, it is that kind of awful attitude from the um, establishment people who run the government ah. that, you know, these peripheral areas, as they would think of them, you know, they don't really matter. I mean, you know, who's ever heard of the remember, school? Well, I hadn't heard of it. Do you remember that thing, Steve, about when um, the, some bright spark came up with the idea of doing voluntary drug tests? Oh, yes. Right? There's a similar oh, yes. thing here. So, Christine Choi said <coughs> yesterday that officials would look into whether random spot checks could be carried out in schools. Why do we have to read that in the news? Surely if you're going to do a random spot check, you, you just random, it you out. random yeah. spot check and yeah. they're not ready for you. Yes, well, I hope it's just confined to the lower class areas. I don't, I don't think upper class children should be subjected to that sort of thing. And guess what? Yeah. They won't. Well, look, here's one for you. You can explain this. She said, Choi said, that because Hingtag is not a government school, they cannot simply fire the principal. No, but it's a government subsidised school. No, she's quite right. They can't. They've got a supervisory body that's supposed to be but what if looking they after were... that. But if they took away the government funds, they said, you know, this school does not meet our basic standards. Um, why are we? Why are we subsidising it? That 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 I think would have a salutary impact on is the way a, the school was run. Is this a case of the first principle of holes? You know, <laughs> stop digging. Because the, the final wrap up here was uh, the principal of the school said on Tuesday that her absent students were from the mainland and had asked for time off but never returned. On mass? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's great. You know. it's... 
I found her very persuasive. Um, uh, her, her test me very persuasive, and I was moved by her tears. That's all I'm saying. Isn't it funny? I mean, we're sort of ending up where we started time and time again. The person who's the uh, who's the so-called whistleblower, i.e., a person with a bit of conscience, yeah, um, is, is becomes the, the piranha. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bizarre, isn't it? Well, there, there's, there's, uh, and there's another. I mean, actually, we're still on on youths. I mean, not not primary school youths that go to this school, but there's this whole scandal that seems to be brewing in the in the correctional services department, oh, where gosh. you've got um, a couple of legislators who've interviewed something like fifty um, juvenile offenders who've been through these schools who have quite, quite leery tales oh, yeah. of what happened to them. I don't know whether we want to go over that on the radio, but put it this way, this was not uh, normal disciplinary procedures by any stretch of the imagination. Now, since they've made these complaints, and they're, they're eerily similar, although these, uh, these kids, you know, they didn't know it, each other, so it seems highly unlikely that they collaborated their stories. But the, the same pattern of abuse... <clears throat> seems to crop up in all of these testimonies. We hear from the Correctional Services um, Department that they have zero tolerance for this sort of thing. And That's by the, the way, by the way, um, they haven't accepted all of the complaints that have been made about maltreatment inside their institutions have been dismissed. Oh, and all withdrawn. I like the all withdrawn. Can you imagine? You're a, you're a young, say, sixteen year old offender in Pickhook Jail. And you dare to make a complaint. Can you imagine oh, what pressure goes on you to withdraw that complaint? So, yes, I'm sure they can get those complaints withdrawn. Does that mean that there's no problem? Does that... And why, incidentally, uh, uh, is the access of justices of the peace, who, who have a statutory right to, to make these visits, why is that being limited? What's that all about? And who by? Well, it's by the Correctional Services Department, who say there is no problem. Surely higher than that. No, no, they can do it themselves. Yeah. They can do it themselves. Do you remember that movie from the mid-90s called Sleepers, about those kids in a Borstal in America? That get, it's a great book. I didn't see that. Very violent. You said you don't want to talk about the details, but yeah. read that book. It's a fantastic film. Anyway, a few years go by, and they get their own back on... Da -da -da -da. All right, well, these kids don't seem to be getting their own back because they're, they're now hitting an official wall of denial that anything is going on. It's the first time we've ever heard about prison abuse in Hong Kong, of that, that well, kind. Well, particularly of that the, kind. These, are, these are young adults. Yeah. I mean, it, it is very worrying, I would have thought. And, uh, you know, Carrie Lam claims to be running a listening government. I'm waiting for some evidence of that. Mm. But, you know, she claims that she wants to get involved in things like this. Well, hey, maybe this is the time to act. Thanks very much to Finesy. He'll be back with me next week at the same time.